MVA crew, you are in for a good one today. This episode, I have a guest who loves to talk about making money, and I love to talk about making money, so we had a great time recording this. We get into some technical details of financing, and I learned some things from a guy who has his hands in a lot of different businesses. Our guest is only 28, but his mind is older. I was thoroughly impressed with the foundation of thought he brings to different realms of investing. He's also a great guy to learn from in personal branding with a huge following on Instagram and other platforms. Let's get to the episode with my guest, Tyler Bosetti. Your life is an opportunity. We live deliberately, relentlessly pursuing our goals. We don't settle for mediocrity. We aspire to greatness. We are mindful of the process, but we demand results. We embrace our role as leaders, and we lead by example. There is no finish line. We are leveling up every day until the end. We will win together. Welcome to the MVA show, episode number seven. Today, I am psyched to have Tyler Bassetti, man who I see is on the move because I see him all over online. He's crushing on Instagram, recently launched a podcast, All for Nothing, that's blowing up immediately. And he's very involved in my favorite game, real estate investing. So that means my guest represents two things we haven't had yet on the podcast, a guest under 30 years old, Matter of fact, I don't think we've had a guest under 40 yet <laughs> and a real estate investor. So I finally get to talk about real property on the show today. So Tyler, what is going on? I'm excited to talk shop with a fellow investor and creator. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate the opportunity, man. And uh, yeah, I'm 28 at the time of this recording. I'll be 29 on March 30th here by the end of the month. But sometimes I do feel that I am 40. So just an FYI for you and your audience. Dude, you've done a lot by 28. Um, looking back, I'm 43 and I started when I was about 27 or 28. And, you know, my first property, I've been looking through your Instagram. You are living quite a life with the travel and the luxury and the cars. So you like to live it up, but then a lot of business stuff too. I, I don't know how you've gotten so far at this age. Yeah, I'll share a little bit. I call it the, uh, you know, my origin story, if you will, or what I like to refer to as, as the fire. I'm 28. But when I was 21 years old, I dropped out of college at Ohio State University, the Ohio State University, and I bought my first investment property. I bought a duplex, lived on one side, rented out the other. And the reasoning why I dropped out of college is because I went into the mortgage industry. I got connected to, uh, still to this day, was one of the most impactful mentors of my entire life. Life is good. Uh, you know, November 2016, 21 years old, just dropped out of college, come from a small town. Life is good, man. Like I'm crushing it, bought an investment property, learning all these cool things in business and life and boom, the fire shows back up in my life. And what do I mean by that? Someone broke into my property on my side, lit it on fire, destroyed everything, lost everything overnight. The same fire that unfortunately took my father's life when I was eight years old, a tragic house fire that forced me to grow up fast. It forced me to use that fire to become the man I am today, right? I think a lot of times in life, we have that burning desire. As kids, we have this large imagination. We wanna accomplish these big things and then adversity hits, right? People start pouring water onto that fire, right? Whereas in reality, when I was getting interrogated for insurance fraud and I was getting interrogated by the police of what happened, which thankfully I passed every test. Here's my financials, I have nothing to do with this. Here's camera footage of where I was, here's the alibi everything you can imagine, right? I needed that fire to show back up. I needed that fire to come in and remove the debris, force me to slow down, to force me to ask who I am, what I'm about, 
And, and that fire for me is adversity, right? That fire is life adversity. That's going to show up no matter what. So how do we dive into the fire to create our own adversity and use that fire as a tool, right? The same fire that can burn your property down and take someone's life away, like it did to me, is also the same fire that studies show helps force bring new life, bring new opportunity. And so with that first property in, in uh, 2016 that I bought here in Columbus, Ohio, I was hopping property to property, thought someone was out to kill me for literally a year, but I was going from Airbnb to Airbnb. I started figuring out the Airbnb game. Then I started accumulating more properties, growing in the mortgage industry, making connections with realtors. And, and I think with all that said, again, it's, it's the fire, right? It's understanding that I can turn a painful situation into purpose. We can turn pain into purpose at any moment if we decide. And uh, and ultimately that fire is exactly what I needed to create new opportunity. Dude, that's a phenomenal story. Resilience is the word that comes to mind. And I can relate because I lost my mom when I was six and my dad when I was 25. And I, I draw into that strength from overcoming that. And I think it propels me forward. So I did not know that story, but like it makes a lot of sense to see how driven you are and where it's coming from. It's really cool. You buy some properties in Columbus and then it sounds like you scaled up pretty rapidly from the, from the beginning after the fire. Yeah. It's really like an information game. Right. And so we talk about podcasts, content, YouTube, a lot of people are creating content now. Right. Mm -hmm. But similar to yourself, nearly double my age, like we're in a sense doing very similar things, right? Like we're getting access to information, putting quality information out there. So Thankfully, at an early age, I dove headfirst into personal development, uh, running ultra marathons, getting mentors, going to mastermind, literally just investing nearly every single penny ounce of energy and time I had to be where I'm at today, which is nowhere near my goals of where I want to be. But the reasoning why I was able to exponentially grow, right, and do what we're doing now as far as having, you know, multiple large development projects going on, some smaller projects as well as the information, right? Like understanding that life and business and investing is, in my opinion, two things, other people's money, other people's time, right? So how can I share information to monetize that information? How is it most simplified, scalable with my time and money? But then also how can I capture other people's money, other people's time? So raising private money, creatively financing deals and saying, look, this is obviously my opinion, I believe this opinion is very true, is what's something that's going to help me earn, keep, and compound my money? Real estate, right? And I can do all that without my money. I can learn about syndication deals. I can learn about Airbnbs. I can learn about these lucrative tax strategies. And look, if, if you want to be an investor, like you have to be thinking generations in advance. You have to be thinking decades in advance. And you got to screw up a lot of things along the way as well. But there's one key takeaway and or a couple key takeaways of that, that that's allowed me to like really grow is, all right, how do I get the information? How do I go from buying a couple properties, fixing them up, burying, right? Knowing how that strategy works to knowing how to get some Airbnbs to run a short-term rental management process to then, all right, how do we get into syndication deals? How do we get in these big multifamilies? How do we get into development? And, and really my core philosophy is always be trading up, right? I think, a lot of people kind of get stuck on the mistakes they made in the past. Dang, I shouldn't have sold that property. And that property would have been worth two to three X. Yeah, but it might have saved your marriage, might have saved your business, it might have saved sleepless nights. 
as long as you're trading up, like if I'm selling a property to go bigger, 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 to be saving my time, saving my money and or creating more time, creating more money, then cool. That works for me. Last but not least, what I'll say here is find what works for you. For me, I was 21 years old. I did a house hack, lived in one side, rent out the other duplex using a first time home buyer program. If you're 40 years old with a wife and kids, probably going to be a little bit more difficult to make that happen, right? So you just have to get started by investing in who and what you know. And there's no way you're going to ever get to the 100th door. You're never going to get to the 10th Airbnb unless you do the first deal. Dude, you touched on so much. And, you know, one of the things I take away is the decades you speak about. Like, I always say the problem, every problem you have with money is because of short-term thinking. That if you can make your short-term decisions based on your long-term vision, that really clears everything up for people. Um, you mentioned your goals. I want to touch on that later. But the other thing I really wanted to hit on was the many ways to do real estate. Like I do it differently from you do it from, you know, you do the short terms. I do annuals and I do class C and I know people make a lot of money in the luxury properties. I'm comfortable in class C. So that's where I hit it. But let's talk about the podcast for a start. Why did you start it? And then I see you saying like, it feels like it was meant to be. It feels really natural. You know, I'm enjoying this podcast. What gave you the idea to start it and really get running and put some resources into it? Well, most people when they're building, well, first off, I started to recognize that building like an actual personal brand is absolutely crucial. What I've done essentially up to this point is I've built a personal brand for sure. You can go to my Instagram, YouTube, and you can see that, oh, this is Tyler Bossetti, who he is, what he does. But that was all attached to businesses, if that makes sense, right? That was attached to our company, 0%, which is an info product. We have a community of thousands of members that come in. Uh, they learn about really how to obtain, if not exceed financial independence, right? We teach them how to get access to low interest, 0% capital, turn that into passive investments, right? And help them achieve their goals. And then also on the real estate side, right? Attaching that to uh, the development company. Whereas in reality, I go, okay, what do I need to be doing? What's the highest income producing activity? It comes back to my time and comes back to money. Number one is people need to know me, right? We hear this all the time in real estate. In order to make deals happen, people need to know, like, and trust you, right? How do I get the most amount of people to know me? How do I leverage social media? How do I leverage digital assets to capture that? And how do I do that in a format that I want to do that where I'm not put into a box? You want to talk about DMT going into the jungle? I'm all about it. You want to talk about crypto? All about it. You want to talk about real estate? All about it. I'm all about niching down, but... Tyler Bassetti can't be niched down. I can't be put into a box. So I feel like that I'm made to do that because I know a lot about a lot, but most importantly, I know cool people. Like I had to reflect back and go, dude, you're 28, but you've done more than what most people do in two generations, let alone by the time they're 50. And, and what does that mean? That means I've met a lot of cool freaking people along the way that I can put them on. They can share. I can just ask them a couple questions, shoot the shit and go, oh, wow. That just allowed me to put out 30 pieces of content that I would have had to record myself, come up with all the ideas and blah, blah, blah. It's simple. It's scalable. And then there's a whole back end that people don't understand, Jeff, unless you're actually a host like you and I, which is, hey, now Jeff and Tyler know each other. Now there's an intangible piece. Hey, man, I got this issue popping up. You can text me later on. Right. There's an opportunity for them and their network to invest with us. There's an opportunity to do brand deals. There's an opportunity to do events. It's the best way for Tyler Bassetti to be real, to be authentic, to have a conversation with people. 
I like to rant, as you can tell, right? So if someone wants to talk for 30 minutes, cool. You want to talk for three hours? Cool. This is what I'm, I'm made to do, and it's going to feed everything else. Some people have to build a business brand first, then build a personal brand. I had to pump the brakes and go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to put all my time, energy, money into Tyler, my network through the podcast. Everything else is going to explode again. Dude, it's so cool. I love the energy. Tyler Bassetti can't be put in a box. I love that tagline, man. But I do need to uh, clarify something just because I know some of the listeners are my age and older. How does 0% capital work? What is 0% capital? Because I know I'm paying like 8% of my capital right now. <laughs> yeah. So as you know, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, most people are paycheck to paycheck. And the reasoning why is because of bad debt. So Dave Ramsey and I are the opposite of friends, if you will, when it comes to money principles. There's a lot of good things that he does say and share. Uh, but the point I'm getting at is debt is the secret to building wealth and keeping wealth. Debt is tax-free money. It's other people's money. And the reason why people are paycheck to paycheck is because of bad debt. So how do we help people get their high interest, bad debt that's not producing opportunity and income to balance transfer over to lower interest and or 0% capital. So whether that's business lines of credit, whether that's 0% uh, personal or business credit cards, we've done this for literally thousands of clients for nearly five years now. We help people get, if they qualify uh, based on different factors of their credit score, inquiries, uh, their business, uh, their overall situation, like we can get them 50 to 150,000 of 0% capital to eliminate that high interest debt you're paying 8% or some, most people are paying 15 plus percent on credit card debt. It's like, boom, a dollar saved, a dollar earned. But most importantly, now they're not paycheck to paycheck after six or 12 months. But this is why most businesses fail too, because they burn through their cash. This is why most people can't get into that first real estate deal. This is why most people can't leave their nine to five to start that side hustle, or they can't start that business or scale that business up. They need cash, right? So if we're able to help people eliminate the number one reason why they're paycheck to paycheck, and they're running in circles all day long. Cool. That allows them to now go scale up their business, start that business, great passive streams of income. And then last but not least, take advantage of opportunities like recessions or allocating a portion of their portfolio over here. Right? So we do that in real estate already. We raise money, buy a deal, fix it up, refinance, pay them back their debt. Right? That's the birth strategy. So what if we could do all that from the beginning? What if I can get a 0% business credit card, legally liquidate that credit card for 3 to 5% fees, use that as a down payment for a property and pay for the property in quote unquote cash, but using a 0% credit card that that 0% interest, that interest kicks in month 12 to 15. But by the time it's already kicked in, the project's done, refinance out of it, or I pair that cash from a 0% credit card with private money or with hard money, and you can legally do that. Sure, there's some processing fees, but it's not like a cash advance fee that most people assume. It can be like three to 5% using different platforms like plastique.com, meliopayments.com. You show them, hey, I'm purchasing a real estate deal. Here's a purchase agreement, here's a title company, here's my identification. Boom, liquidate to one credit card or a couple credit cards. Here's your down payment, hard money attached to it and or private money and or you pay for it in cash with the credit cards, you literally just 100% finance a real estate deal using zero of your own dollars. I get it now. I didn't understand before. And like when you talk about Dave Ramsey, it sounds like I'm talking about Dave Ramsey. We have the exact same opinion. Now, I have about personally 7 million in debt right now. And it's not all at 8%, just my floating credit lines are now like eight and a quarter, eight and a half. 
I mean, I have some fixed between three, four, five, six, seven, all of it, but I, I get it. The, the balance transfers, you can get up to 150, you can pay the four or 5% fees, and then it's technically 0%. I understand or it's new now. products as well, or it's new products. You can go get most lines of credit, like business lines of credit, there's going to be interest attached to it. Um, but, you know, most people don't realize it's like simple things, like call them up and say, hey, my half a million dollar line of credit with you, Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, local credit union, whoever you are, I've been doing business with you. You lend based on relationships, right? That's what every bank says. Can you for 12 months drop my rate from 8% to 4%? See what they say. Maybe, maybe not. Hey, my high interest credit card debt that's crushing me every single day, every single month. Can you guys temporarily give me 0% for three months, for six months? Or can you drop my interest down from 24% to 15%? If not, I'm not going to be able to ever pay you back. Be real with them and just say those things because one, it could work Two, I don't know if it will every single time, but oftentimes it does. But then there's also like just 0% personal and business credit cards that have that 0% intro APR period for 12 to 15 months. So this is not a strategy that maybe Warren Buffett's going to use, someone that's super wealthy. But look, the only way to get super wealthy is to get started, right? And or it can take your, like, I've seen it time and time again, Jeff, is like clients that have seven, eight figure businesses and they're like, wow, 50, 150K for 12 to 15 months, that allows me to buy one property or a couple properties, or it allows me to scale up my marketing team. I can hire this person that's going to start doing X, Y, Z for me and generate more business. Like it's just a game of other people's money, other people's time. That was really fun for me, but I think we're like nerding out on technical info right now. So I got to bring it back. But man, sure. I had a real estate mentor a long time ago and he's just said, ask questions of proposition and you're proposing to the credit card company, please do what I would like you to do. And sometimes they say, yes, it's a free roll. You might get exactly what you want. So I love that. Phenomenal advice. You can get the money, buy an asset, work it out. But let's get out of the weeds and talk about, you have three key points on your website. Uh, end your victim mentality, eliminate financial restrictions and build generational wealth. So let's take the victim mentality because for me, I think it's the number one factor for people, especially men being stuck where they are. Like if you take accountability, you have the ability to change anything. But if you're pointing fingers and blaming other people, you're never getting anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, oftentimes stated as this. Well, they don't teach us about money. Well, this happened to me. Well, I have to do this. I have to do that. It's statements versus questions, right? It's it's what Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's that's too expensive versus how do I afford that? I wake up every single day with the victim mentality, with the peasant mentality, but you got to change the story. You got to change the voice in your head, right? So most people, they want to start making more money in their job. They want to start making more money with their investments. They want to build generational wealth and have a legacy. Well, look, when someone builds generational wealth where their kids can be set forever based on the assets that are handed over to them, whether it's through a a trust and have real estate assets or cash, whatever it is, there's a reason why 70% of generational wealth returns back to poverty in the second generation because they're peasants. They have a peasant mentality. They're little victims, right? They don't have the scars. They were never taught a mentality, right? So no matter if you're just getting started and you're 43 years old and what the hell is Tyler Bassetti that's 28 ever going to teach me because he doesn't understand my life and all the things that happened to me, or someone that's younger than me, right? That's doing quote unquote better on paper. It all starts and ends with your victim mentality. It all starts and ends with 
the mantra. It all starts and ends there because you're never going to eliminate financial restriction, which what does that mean? That means that anything and everything that Tyler does or puts my name on has exponential and infinite growth when it comes to cash flow coming in and then building generational wealth. There's 900 ways that we can discuss that topic, but it all starts and ends with victim mentality. There's a reason why most men commit suicide. There's a reason why we see these generational shifts uh, from generation to generation with men starts then with the, the victim mentality. 100% mindset is way more important than how good you are technically with the money. It all comes back to mindset. I was on the private equity podcast recently and he's like, my audience has between 30 million and 200 million under management. And he's like, all they're worried about right now is they have no idea how to teach their kids how not to lose the money. Like an educational thing. It's uh, it's a tough one. I think about it a lot too. Try to teach my daughter. I take her over. Go ahead. How, how do you, yeah. How do you teach your daughter? I bring her over to some of my lower end properties and I try to explain to it to her how it works. And you know, when we're at some of her more affluent friends' houses, I kind of talk about what their family does and some of their lower class houses, what their family does. And I try to explain things. And I, I really think she's starting to understand it because she's like me. She doesn't like being told what to do at school. And I think she's starting to associate maybe money and freedom. She's making that connection at nine years old. So I have high hopes for her. She, she wants to be an entrepreneur right now. She says she wants to open a doggy daycare. Yeah, I think, I think the key is um, trying to do your best. I don't have kids, right? So I have no idea if any of what I'm about to say is true. But one thing that always pops into mind is like, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to teach this mentality? It's, I think, number one, like being hungry, right? Like if you got to like physically make them a little hungry, make them skip a meal, uh, might sound like child abuse, but make, make them hungry in some way, right? Hey, that is $500 for you to play this sport. You are going to go mow the grass or you're going to sell that thing right there that you like and enjoy and use every day to pay for this. So I don't know the best way to do that, um, but I think making them hungry and last but not least, making them do hard things. This is what one of my best friends, Zach Hommel, had him on my, my show. Uh, he's huge on Twitter. So highly recommend everyone to check him out as well. That's his, his little phrase that he's kind of coined in a way is doing hard things, right? Running ultra marathons, that allowed me to instill and remove that victim mentality. It's not easy running a 24-hour, 100-mile race. It's not easy dropping out of college to buy a duplex, not even understanding how tenants work to burning down your property and insurance and making sure you have the right insurance and blah, blah, blah. So how do you get your daughter, how do you get your kid to do hard things and, and keep them hungry. Absolutely. Now it's something we think about a lot. We have her in Taekwondo. She's been in it for three and a half years, just got her black belt. I think that hard work and dedication will serve her. She plays softball as well. So something I'm very conscious of, something uh, good to keep an eye on. Dude, I don't know Hamel, but I follow him and he's got one of the coolest avatars on Twitter as far as just his uh, image. It seems like a really cool guy. All right, so I'm trying to get a handle on all the projects. You got the 0%, you got the podcast. Tell me a little bit about the development, because for me, I started out doing burrs 15, 17 years ago, and I'm kind of still doing burrs. <laughs> you know, I look at the development. Sometimes I think it would be really cool to do that, and I see people killing it with it. And then sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm good at what I'm good at, and I keep hitting it. So tell me about how you decided to go into the development. Like, how's it going? And uh, I don't know. Teach me. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if I can teach you, um, but it comes back down to what I was saying. Other people's money and other people's time. So what I've spent over a decade of my life doing is finding the right people, 
right? I think business comes down to people, processes, and profit. And as I'm sure you know and have significantly more experience than me in the real estate investing space is hypothetically development is highest risk, highest reward. But thankfully, I found the right people. I have, you know, partners. Uh, his name's Kareem that is a, a developer in and out. Have another partner in the business that's a GC, a general contractor. His name's Esteban. And, and I'm the uh, more of like the money guy, if you will, right? I'm more of the, okay, we got this project going on, the zoning, blah, 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 all these things. Check the box. We're good to go. We can build something here in this dirt, right? So I'm going to make sure things are aligned with raising the capital, getting the attention, getting the money flowing our way. Right. As I'm sure you know, especially on the real estate side, real estate's a team sport. How are we finding the project? How are we getting the capital there? How are we managing it? What's the disposition? So you can do all of it. A lot of times you have to do all of it. A lot of times you have to be involved in all of it. How can I play my role? Right. How can I play this role? What am I good at? What do I enjoy? Then everything else will accelerate. What does everyone else like to do? Uh, for me, that is the most scalable thing. Right. For most people, it's not at all. I know a lot of people with money that trust me and they see the track record. They see where we're going. I would rather have a quarter of a watermelon versus a hundred percent of a grape. So if I was just raising money from a couple of people, I was putting a lot of my cash in, and trust me, I I've invested a ton, right? Uh, myself right alongside these deals. And we obviously disclose here's how much we have in these deals. Cause I believe having some skin in the game, but for me, it's like, yeah, I could just own everything. And I could just churn and burn and keep going and keep going and keep going. It's not simple, it's not scalable, and it's all about that trading up strategy. So whether you're listening to this show or you listen to the other loudmouths like Grant Cardone and say, no, you gotta buy 16 plus units. No, you gotta do Airbnb arbitrage. No, you have to do Burr, you have to do creative financing. Cool, everyone's strategies works. And guess what? One works for you, one doesn't work for you. You never thought that you are gonna sell some properties, you might have to sell some properties. I think it's a get into the nose, out the mouth, get started, figure out what works for you, relax, keep growing. Get started being the most important. Take action. Figure it out once you take action. When you're sitting thinking about how it's going to go after you start, you don't know. You have to start and figure it out, man. Or so, find Jeff, man. Like you've been doing it. So like, hey, like that is the beauty of real estate. There's 900 trillion different ways and next strategy and next loan that you can use, but it's... Invest in who and what you know. If your business is crushing, if your job is crushing, life is good, but you're like, yo, I also need to get involved in real estate. I, I need to get something moving. Hand your money to Jeff. Like he's got it under control and he's already going to answer and be seven steps ahead of you. So yeah, sure. You can do it on your own to make double the amount. But guess what? The likelihood of that happening is pretty freaking slim. Not to discourage you. It's just a reality check. Why would you step away from your business that's growing at 50%? And you're spending time with your family and you're loving life and you're doing all these cool things to buy a two unit property and fuck it all up and then be stressed and this and that. Like some things you just can't measure on paper in life. 100%. Last thing or last business thing I got to ask you about is I look on Instagram and I see these really cool mining rigs and they look like, like quite like a complicated business. And this is where like an older guy who does simple apartments, you lose me a little bit, but it is exciting. Um, can you explain a little bit about the mining, where it's at? I know obviously crypto was a lot more favorable a couple of years ago than it is now. Is there still as much resource from your end going into it or what's the state of your crypto? Yeah. So I'm an entrepreneur and I'm an investor, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to investing, I always go, how do we not lose this, right? What's the worst case scenario? It's the 
rule of Warren Buffett, protect your money, right? Rule number one, don't lose your money. Rule number two, look at rule number one. So when it comes to, to crypto mining, what essentially gave me the green light to pull the trigger on it, okay, this makes sense, is not necessarily crypto and what crypto is and blockchain and Bitcoin and these other altcoins. It was, I buy a miner rig, I plug it in, it produces cash flow. That cash flow is whatever coin that you're mining. Let's use Bitcoin. Do I believe in this Bitcoin? Can I convert it into cash? Yes. Most, 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 most importantly, I go, oh, cool. I can actually write this off through my business as depreciation, identical to a real estate project. Great. I buy a for simple numbers here, depending on the time of you watching this recording, it could be up or, or up or down. But for simple numbers, if, if this miner is five grand and I can write off that five grand in the monthly hosting fee, that right there goes, okay, well, worst case, crypto's banned. Worst case, electricity costs continue to skyrocket. World War III hits. But I'm, I lose my quote-unquote investment. I lose all the upside. Well, that's called investing. Nothing's guaranteed. Number two is worst case, it can be a loss. It can be a write-off. That was the key for me, um, was understanding like the depreciation side. So if that $5,000 asset which by the way is collateral for our investors. They own it. We are just the ones hosting it for them, collecting that hosting fee. On my side, I'm like, okay, cool. This is like having you know, a couple hundred dollars of net rent coming in, similar to a single family door. Our client has collateral, they're protected. They're getting daily cash flow. The money's going directly into their wallet, right? Going directly into their account, makes them feel safe and secure. They have a tax write-off, but then it's also removing a huge piece of what I just talked about earlier, which is people the human element of tenants, the human element of just investing in general. Elon Musk comes on a podcast, smokes a blunt, Tesla stock could be down 10% the next day. Now, of course, you got to trust the operator. You got to trust the government in terms of like regulating certain things. But at the end of the day, my brain just goes, okay, what's the worst case scenario? What, what's going to happen? And then data just shows when it comes to digital assets, specifically Bitcoin, in a bear market, uh, it can tank 80 plus percent, right? That's that's normal. It's very volatile and, and that should not catch people by surprise. But the second piece is going into a bull market. It's also very common for a 300 plus percent growth. So when I'm looking at these numbers, I go, wow, uh, a minor rig can return usually 100 percent return on investment in 24 months. So in two years or less with a tax write off without having to do anything and whatever I'm printing off in my pocket, if you will, right? The, the daily cash flow coming in has the potential opportunity of appreciating 300% every couple of years. I'm willing to put a little bit of my cash, my portfolio allocated towards this type of strategy. So if crypto is confusing, you don't believe in it, you don't even comprehend anything I just said, watch some more videos, get a little bit more informed. And then two, just go, hmm, I don't want to do that. Cool. Sounds good. It's the same as investing in anything else, the way you described it. You first look at protecting your downside and then exposing yourself to potential appreciation to the upside while watching, watching your butt. I got to genuinely say, I'm, I'm impressed with the way you approach these different industries and then bring sound reasoning from one to the next to the next. I didn't know what to expect, but it's, it's, I hope, that the audience is getting the real point, which isn't the specifics of the crypto business, the specifics of the real estate business, but more how you approach them with a mindset to 
exploit whatever business it is. And exploit is a good word. It's not a bad word. I like to emphasize that. But uh, we're coming towards the end. I did want to get back to goals. Um, if you'd share with us, like, where do you see it 10, 20, 30 years? Do you, would you uh, share somewhere where you want to get? I was actually just thinking about this uh, the other day. My family immigrated here from Italy uh, during World War II, Mussolini, all that, that chaos, right? And they went to New York, which is the typical story of a, an Italian immigrant family. They ended up migrating to Columbus, Ohio, which is my home base where I live now. And they were bricklayers, right? They, they were literally laying brick with their bare hands. And that's why you see brick streets in Columbus, Ohio. That's why you see a lot of brick. Um, you know, throughout the, the Midwest. And I have a, a duty and obligation to build the empire off of the foundation that they built, right? So what does that empire mean? That empire means I need to be building the most impactful relationships first and foremost. So I want to have by far the most entertaining, informative, and fun podcast in the world. Uh, I want to have the deepest relationships, whether it's with a handful of people or thousands of people. Right. I want to have multiple businesses that are thriving, employing tons of people. And last but not least, I want to have billions of assets under management through our crypto uh, digital asset uh, funds, through real estate uh, deals. Because when it comes to putting like tangible things in place, right, and saying, hey, what are these goals a decade from now, uh, 30 years from now? comes back to my core principle, ending victim mentality, eliminating financial restriction, building generational wealth, building that empire. And that's having assets under management, billions and billions of assets under management, because that means a lot of people are employed. That means a lot of people are making a lot of money, connected with a lot of cool people. And I'm in the jungle doing spiritual work. I'm running ultra marathons. I'm lifting weights. I'm on private jets, but I'm also in the cornfields. You can't put me in the box, Jeff. So uh, it's just living out and doing the things that I want to do. If I want to eat a handful of shrooms today and have some fun and just think through some things and create some space of genius, I'm going to do it. If I want to go walk to a, a property tomorrow, that's a $50 million development and nerd out on some spreadsheets, I'm going to do it. So for me, my goals are exactly what I just said is doing what I want to do when I want to do it with whom I want to do it with. Dude, I love it, man it's authentic. You're doing you and that's what everyone should do. So I want to thank you for coming on today. I know people can find you at Tyler Bosetti on Twitter, on Instagram. Do you want to tell them where else to find you? Yeah, they can go to tylerbosetti.com. Uh, just shares a little bit more about me, what we're doing, uh, different companies I'm involved with, investment opportunities, the podcast, and then yeah, on every social media platform, essentially, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all the above. And it's just my first and last name. There's a lot of scam accounts out there. Uh, so just be very, very mindful of that. Hopefully, I'll be cool enough to be officially verified sooner than later on IG. But yeah, at Tyler Bassetti. TylerBassetti.com and just link straight from there and it'll get you there. All right. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. And thanks for joining us, audience. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We need your help in spreading the light to other men who need it. Please leave a rating and review so we can grow and get the message out. Visit mensvictoryalliance.com and stay in touch by subscribing to the email list. You will receive a PDF written by Jeff Higgins for signing up. Follow us on socials and YouTube. We are always working on providing value to the man who is looking to level up and win.